if the players hear that, then hopefully they'll take on board. If they don't step up, and I think the difference he made is is crazy compared to what we was under Emery to what we what we was when when we finished like the the, the last games. I think the difference is crazy. We were going through games with no shots, no shots on goal. I've never watched Arsenal under Graham, any Bruce Rioch even. Never watched Arsenal and have no shots on goal. Never in my lifetime. Never. That's just ridiculous, man. I don't. I don't understand. Bro, I agree, man. man. I think um, Emery, he, his attitude was: we are a small club. He was behaving like we were a small club. He was going to teams like Wolves and Sheffield and all of these drab teams and behaving like we're the weaker team. We're supposed to go there and yeah, dominate yeah. them. We were acting like we're the, the smaller team that we've just been relegated, relegated, promoted from the bloody championship. Like, I, I don't, I don't yeah. get it. I don't, I don't. Anyway, Emery's another thing, but for me, Arteta is doing the right thing. He's trying to instill that big club mentality. That's what that's about. That's a message to the flipping, what do you call it? That's a message to the players in particular. You are a big club, behave like you're at a big club. No? Yeah, otherwise you're not. Yeah, I agree, I agree still. I think um, it's good that Arteta is bringing the positivity back into the club, isn't it? The mentality has to change. I feel sorry for him in the sense that he's got a lot of work to, to undo, isn't it? Yeah. The, club, the club's mentality has been so shit for a long time, man. And he has to break it down, man. And it's, I, hope, I just hope he's got good backroom stuff as well to back his case as well. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear he's got a decent backroom staff, by the way. But what I would say in regards to the job that he's doing, this is not just Emery's work that he's he's having to undo. It's Wenger as well, you know. Those last two years of Wenger, I don't know if you remember, they were fucking awful, bro. Awful. They were, they were poor, but it, it, the, I still see his his stamp on his football there. Like Emery just completely destroyed it he took us back to the dark ages man like this was way before graham like and and graham was considered one of the most boring arsenal managers and he played yeah. better football than Henry. i'm like come on man you can't come in and totally take away the whole the whole ethos of how you want to play football that's that's how we want to play football we want to play attacking football yeah we want to improve your defense and defensive midfield in particular that was his job to improve that and he did fuck all, man. He didn't work on the defence at all. Didn't work no, on the defence one bit. That was my thing, John. That was my thing. I was happy. I would have taken Simeone. Like, fuck the philosophy. We need to get back to winning. That was my thing, yeah? But if you're going to fuck the philosophy and say we're not playing attacking football, then you've got to lock it down in the defence. Your defence has got to be rock solid. And that's what I was expecting from Emery. We didn't get fuck all, bruv. We got less attack and we got less defence. Like yeah, but one thing, one thing with Simeone is he's disciplined defensively, but you see them as a counter-attacking team. They're fantastic. Going yeah. forward mm. from, from defence to mm. attack, their transition is sick. Like they, they wipe teams. They wiped Liverpool off the, yeah. off the game. Yeah. Both yeah. games. Home and away. Not, ma- not many teams can say they've done that this season. Mm. Like Liverpool have been demolishing most teams that are put in front of them. Like so, he shows he, he shows that he's got both sides. He's got discipline, but he's also got a counter attack. I don't mind being a counter attacking football 
for for most of Wenger's successful years, we was counter-attacking team. Like some of our best we goals blow teams away, but a lot of our a lot of our play come from defending and then getting the ball and working it quickly up to the up to the top the, the strikers. Like hundred percent. That's when we was at our best. Some of Thierry's best goals was him dribbling from the halfway line, taking on two, three players, putting players on their bums and slipping it in the goal. We couldn't counter-attack for shit. We ain't been able to counter-attack properly for the last two, three seasons, in my opinion. Like, yeah. you've got Pepe, who's a master when it comes to counter-attacking. And we can't get him on the ball in the correct areas, in the right scenario. Well, to, be fair, to be fair, with Pepe, he is, like you said, he's, his technical ability is, is sound, in it? But yeah. he does too much with the ball. Sometimes he'll take two, three players. Oh, this guy's hard. Then you go back to <laughs> take him on again. <laughs> and then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> <laughs> what I need to do is to say to listen, go through a couple of players and either cross it into a Bamiyo or Lacazette or bang it in. Because as you can see, when he has the ball to his feet, you can't tackle him, bro. Unless yeah. you give him harsh, yeah. you're taking his legs off. He's that good. But well, that's, this is why. Go on. When we play Liverpool, Van Dijk was shitting himself yeah, up. He has Van Dijk yeah. stupid. Bro. Yeah. The whole defense was a mess because of his ability. You get me? Yeah, I think it's a good point that um, John was raising in a WhatsApp group about flipping playing him central because he's too much of a one-trick pony when he plays off the off the right-hand side. You know what he's going to do. He doesn't get to the byline and cross with his right foot. So get him in the centre and then he you always, can go always cuts in. Say that again, John. Yeah. He always cuts in, always yeah. looking to go on his left, which yeah. is which is fine if you're going to be fully effective doing that. But because because now he's been tracking back so much, I, I want to get him away from that that tracking tracking as much, man. Yeah. Who we got? Is this back is, too much? See second, Richie's John. brother. Is it Rich? Is it Richie or is it is it Fio? Theo, Theo, Theo. Ah, Theo, yes, brother. What are you saying? You good? I'm good, man. How you, how you fellas doing? Are you talking Pepe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, did, we started talking about Arsenal and, and being a big club, and then we've kind of moved on to Pepe coming central and chatting about Unai and his rubbish. So let's just chime in, man. I think the last point was made about Pepe playing central, man. That's that's what we're about right now, isn't it? I, I think so. I think so. But um, so when you say playing central, are you talking to play like like uh, the number ten role, more like Ozil, where Ozil plays? Just leave him as a free, free, leave free him spirit. As free, yeah. Leave him as the free man for me in behind. I agree because yeah, he doesn't track back. He's not really that type of player. So we should have him as a. But he would it would offer more than what um Ozil's offering. Because you know, obviously obviously Ozil's got the eye for the pass and all of that type of stuff, but he doesn't do all the other intangibles and we need we need that we need somebody to do that. So I think yeah, putting Pepe there makes a lot of sense. Because me personally, I think out on the wing, because of the way we play, where he picks up the ball, he has to travel too far to actually have any goal scoring opportunity. So yeah. play him in a more central position and you'll probably see the best out of him. Hundred percent. Uh, you know. um, yeah, he's got to switch it up because it's it's not working at the minute. He's getting he's getting found out on the on the wing because he's having to track back more than and then he's too far away from goal. You want this guy? Yeah. This guy was deadly last season. I know it's the French me. league, but mm-hmm. if you put him in the right positions, he he can do it. Like you and just got to make is, him closer closer to the goal, man. And you can see flashes, isn't it? You can see flashes literally anytime. Skill, the way he beats it. In, in yeah. Next level, like yeah. 
Uh, when you've been uh, players, uh, when, when you've got Obama Young and Lacazette both saying, like, but hands down, he is by far and away the most skillful player in our Arsenal team. He, he mm-hmm. does stuff to players and they just laugh because yep. they have to laugh. Like, he kills players in, in training all the time. So, you've got to give him a platform to, to build off that. Like, you can't make him track back all the time and defend. Like, get someone else out there who's who's willing runner. That's why I said as well, maybe switch up, switch up Saka onto the right wing. And because I like Martinelli from the left, and when you put yeah. Martinelli on the right, it unbalances it. So I would rather have Martinelli on the left and switch up Saka and see whether Saka can do some some damage on the on the left wing. He's comfortable on both feet, so I I would I would play him there and and give it a try. If not, just alternate between them two, right and left. Um, yeah. So what's your thoughts? Um, if um, Lacazette does go, do you think we should replace him with another striker, or do you think we should um, have, um, if we can keep Aubameyang, have um, Martinelli as the, like the second striker? I tell you like, what. I tell you what. What I will just just add on to that is I had jotted down before you even go that far. Who do you keep, Aubameyang or Lacazette? Because it's not a simple yeah, answer. It's not a simple answer. answer. For me, Aubameyang, because if you take his goals out. You, you you take out a, a lot of the team. The rest of the team are not chipping in with enough goals to, to sacrifice Aubameyang. If you sacrifice him, his goals, the rest of the team, they're not stepping up. They're not pulling up their boots. I'm not being funny, but if, I, if I'm playing football, the main thing I want to do is score a goal. The best feeling in, in football is scoring a goal. So I don't know why these players are not trying to score a goal. Mm-hmm. Like It just... It, it baffles me. Everyone else's midfield takes a shot at like once in a while, sees mm. the keeper off his line, says, Yeah, I'm gonna have a pop. Like, why don't the Arsenal players do that? I don't understand. Like, it's like they don't want to score mm. the, the rest of the team. But I think a lot of it was um is down to the way we, we've always played football because under Wenger's times, he Yeah, I know he wants to walk it instruct in. Them, yeah, instruct them to walk it in. And yeah. so a lot of them were put off taking shots yeah. from outside the box. Um, I was hearing players were arriving at the club. People like Eve, okay, I don't rate him, but El Neni, for instance, he, oh, was, yeah, known, he, used to, he was known yeah. for taking shots from distance. Xhaka, mm-hmm. I, I don't rate him either, but he's another mm-hmm. guy. He's got a strong strike, so he wants to strike from distance. But Wenger was coaching this out of them. No, we've got a, got that square pass across the box, the six yard box mm-hmm. for a tapping. You can't yeah, score your goals like that. Someone even said that he was he was finding them if they if they shot mm. from outside the box. Can you imagine? That wouldn't surprise me with him because that was his way. But we've moved on from that now, and still these players they're like, if I'm if I'm a footballer, I'm like, I want to score a goal. Like that's that's my main game, main aim in in every game I play. I want to score a goal. Like I don't care how it comes goes in. Mm. Like I don't care if it comes off my shoulder, off my ass. I don't care. But you want to score goals, so. These yeah. players, like, well, they must have some, some bonuses in their, in their clause. Like, uh, Sabalios, man. Uh, how good a strike has he got? I watched him for the Spain under-21s, mm. and he's yeah. got some class technique with his striking, and he don't score. He don't shoot. I don't, I don't understand. Back, John, just bringing it back to that conversation about Aubameyang or Laka, I think the, uh, an argument about Laka is, well, where else is the value in our squad? How are we going to re- reboot this squad without some financials coming through the door? And realistically, 
if we give him another contract, he's retiring at Arsenal or he's off to America and we ain't get no money for him after that. So you sell Aubameyang now, maybe you get 40, 50 million in, you invest that into the squad. How much are you going to get for Laka right now, realistically? 50p. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't care. Do, do, do a part exchange. Do a part exchange and get... I think, I think that, that's... Like, that's Say that again. Say that again, Phil. It's the same thing as what John was saying. The only way you're going to get the best bet we can do is doing part exchange with Atletico for Partey. That's the only way we're going to because Partey, I think they value him at 50 million or something like that. So mm. if we can do a swap, where we basically got a 50 million pound player, even if we it. pay half, like even if we pay half that 50 million and give them like a set, I'll take that. I'll take that all day. You get 25 million, you get Partey in exchange, and you keep Aubameyang if you can keep him. That, that's yeah, what but, I would do. But then again, if we sell or we do a part exchange for Lacazette, we need another striker. You can't just rely. Let's just say we do that. We get Partey. We've got a solid defensive midfielder. Mm. Stay hypothetically if Aubameyang gets injured for time. Who the hell is coming in? And Kete, yeah? You're mad. No, you don't, Martinelli. Think Martinelli, don't you think Martinelli could take a play up front? I don't think he's uh, ready. I don't, I don't think he's ready. If the chance arises, I think Martinelli should be given a chance to, to do it. I mean, he scored 10 goals in, what, 12 games it, it took him? All right. Mm-hmm. They took him out of the team and he, he got a couple of injuries. And after that, he, he didn't quite look the same. But then he was being played out of position again. But I think, give him a chance, man. I think he's, I got, think the, he's got the ingredients to do it, man. Say that again, Glenn. He's a danger man on the wing, man. On the wing, like he, this, the man can't handle him. I think he's a problem on the wing, but that's what I'm saying. Like as soon as Abami gets injured, we're done at it. You know <laughs> who is coming in? You can't put the kids in. No, but but then again, but then again, the next question is, which decent quality striker are you gonna get? to come in and basically sit, sit as a deputy to Birmingham. No one, really. I was hearing, just quickly, I was hearing about, is it Edward? I think it is, from Celtic? Uh, he's a good shot, though. He's yeah, shot. I heard he's got a good goal-scoring record as well. Very good goal-scoring record. Uh, that's Celtic, so I'm playing at Market Road. Man. Yeah, but Pepe was playing for who? In the French Van Dijk. League. Van Dijk played there as well. Exactly. The French Van League is big in Scottish Wanyama, um, Van Dyke, Wanyama, that's all good shouts. Hey boys, Sam, how are we doing? Just quickly. Cool, I've been in quite a while, just been listening. You you couldn't help yourself, you had to get involved. (laughs) No, man. (laughs) Go on, mate, what do you have to say? Uh, Nothing, nothing, all valid points, all good points. Mm -hmm. Um, Get rid of Lacazette and Aubameyang. Get rid of both of them. I think Aubameyang's too old. His attitude towards the squad's a bit hit and miss. Lacazette's performance is dipping. I feel like you've got another Eduardo situation of where he's a good player, but I think his confidence in form is completely shattered. Mm. He needs a new, fresh challenge. And I think for Arsenal at the moment, under Emre, under the stuff that's going on Wenger, and even under Wenger, I feel like what Emre hadn't done was as much as he kind of put a bit of his philosophy into the team I don't think he'd done it strong enough that kind of that changed the whole team around um, and shifted us away from a certain style and I think that's where we got lost and where yeah. the players fell out over Emre and his philosophy um, 
I think a lot of the uh, we've lost a lot of the old guard as well. So you don't retain none of Wenger's philosophy as well, which was a, which was a brilliant philosophy. So I think we need to start again from fresh. Start looking at maybe looking at like the same similar to a Chelsea. Try and retain players that have the experience. We're not talking about championship winning experience because we don't have that in the team at the moment. But kind of start with your Martinelli's, your Eddie's, um, Joe Willock's. Yeah, we're not going to do anything brilliant. We're not going to get Champions League football with or without these players anyway. So you're better off starting from a standpoint, which is wipe the slate clean. It's what Wenger kind of done at Arsenal when he took over from um, Bruce Brioch when the Grey Mirror left. He retained some players. But I brought guess. in. Sam, just to interrupt, just just to before you you go too far. I guess that cool. kind of brings us on to our, uh, the, the main debate about is Arsenal really a big club anymore? We're going to have to rely on young players like Martinelli and Saka and all of these young kind of academy products. How are we doing, Rich? You good? Good yeah, afternoon, lads. You came in at the perfect time. We're just having a chat about is Arsenal a big club anymore? Is this this is the debate that we came here for, isn't it? So for me, yeah, I'm going to start off by saying simple. Yes, Arsenal are a big club, yeah, by whatever parameters you put out there. If you're talking yeah. money over the last yeah. 10, 15 years, 20 years, you're talking about Deloitte yeah. list, whatever list you're talking about, financially, yeah. Arsenal is always up there. If you're talking about trophies domestically, we're yeah. the first, third biggest club in the UK, yeah? So yeah, tell but... me what parameters you're, you're, you're deciding that Arsenal are a big club no more. What, so the, the 30 league cups that were like, God knows when, like... Obviously, the last league title was when? 2003-2004? Yeah, 2003-2004. So, apart from that, you can't really call us a big club, man. No, no. Let me... Let, let what, me so, what's the definition yeah. of a big club? I would say... A no, trophies. trophies. Fan, fan base. Fan base. Fan base and history, man. Fan base yeah. and history makes sure your club Look big. at what I said. Liverpool, if you think about it, Liverpool... They didn't win the league for they still 30 years. In between that time, in between that time, they were winning Champions Leagues. They were in winning one Champions Champions. They've won two, they've they've won two Champions, Champions Leagues in between that time. Two. Yeah. And two, sorry, two were last lucky. season as well. Yeah. 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 So but, 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 but so you, at one point at one, we've we've been we've been to finals and we haven't won and mm. it's it's luck at a draw sometimes. It's, it is. Like, you can't get Liverpool have been de- 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 um, deemed the best team in Europe twice. We've never reached those levels, you know. Liverpool, their their status as um as being a big club is they've won five Champions League, right? It's five Champions yeah. League or, or yeah. five yeah. five six European even, maybe six, yeah, six. Mm. So. They've got mm. that historic element and they're still relevant. They're still relevant. Whereas Arsenal, mm. like, and <laughs> I, think, I think where we get um, caught up as well is that the domestic cups that we're winning recently, they don't have the same value as they had um, t- um, 15 years ago. True. Winning the FA Cup now, true. nobody cares about it. True. Nobody cares about l- Yeah, but no one, no, one, no one remembers the runners-up and the second places and that. There's, there's one, so you're saying, basically, there's two trophies, that's it. And nothing else matters because those two, two trophies, if you don't have one of those two trophies, then you're not a big club. But that you, you look into, so that means there's loads of teams that are small teams then. Loads of teams. There's only I literally the teams winning the, the, the Premier League and the Champions League that are big teams now. So would you say Leicester are a big team? No. What I would say is this. Yeah. What I would say is this, yeah. Even in the Wenger years, 
Mm. Um, we when we won leagues, yeah, we won three leagues in the space of what te, um, is it ten seasons or whatever, yeah. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Wenger was there for the whole nineteen seasons, but the first 10, 10, um, 10 um, years we won about three leagues, yeah. Mm. We were mm. still relevant, and even when we didn't win, we were challenging. Where we mm. are right now, we're so far away from challenging. Mm. Like even with the year when Leicester won, well, I think we came second that year. We weren't even. There was no point where you could say we were. It was, the like, it was like ten points behind, were it? We yeah, were never pathetic. the challenging team, and so that's what I'm saying. Until the point where we, um, this is much my opinion, where we can say we're competing in the league as a starting point, we can't say we're a big club anymore. We can say that we're uh, one of the top six clubs, yeah, top okay. six clubs, but we're not a big club. And my, so big, that, my, that, my that the big that, club is that. So the big clubs in um in um. England, mm. basically, to me, are Man City, uh, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and United. Just because United are kind of falling into our trap. United have got the fan base; they got the but because they, they throw the money at it. Yeah, the mm. money. That's the only thing of United. Mm-hmm. The money. That's the thing that they keep but, throwing but, around. But but you can't even. You know when you use Tottenham as that example. When I when I actually think about it, apart from Tottenham going in the Champions League, they've only fin- how many seasons have. Tottenham. Uh, t- Tottenham are not even in the conversation. Don't even bring Tottenham to the conversation. When I think about it, they're not even... They're not, they're not, they're not close. They're not close. They're not close. When I think about it... A my example, example, sorry to interrupt, Rich. Yeah, I was going to say, my example from the WhatsApp, group, AC Milan, they are a big yeah. club. Yeah, yeah? yeah? They've got history. They've got trophies. True, they they, they're, they're going through a dark period. Yeah, but yeah. they are a big club. You can't take that away from them, bro. That's the definition of a big club starts with trophies. First mm-hmm. and foremost, what have you yeah. won? How many have you won? That's the definition. Yeah. What have you won lately, though? Still, though, it's about what you've won. Whether it was yesterday, whether it was 10 years, what have you won? You know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because AC Milan... No, no one remembers the second place and the third place is like, no one remembers all the times under Wenger when he did finish second all the time. He mm. was either first or second in his first, what, eight seasons? Mm. He was either first yeah. or second. First eight yeah. seasons. No one remembers the runners-up ones, though. The 99 where we lost by the last day of the season when they beat Tottenham. Uh, you know what I mean? Like no one remembers those ones. The semi-final we lost to United, where we we would have we we could have done a double to, two years running. You know what I mean? To, no one to, remembers those. To, so to be fair, your big club status is what you win, and our hall of what we've won makes us the top the in the top three of the best clubs in England easily. If 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 you take money out of it. Arsenal, it was just Arsenal and Man United. Arsenal and Man United, nobody else was relevant in that league. Mm. And when money became involved in football, obviously football's changed. Obviously, when Man- Chelsea came with Abramovich, then obviously Man City. But before then, is when we could compete. Now, since money's been involved in football, we've just fallen so far behind. It's just unreal. And... Even the day, the thing is, I go back to it. It's poor recruitment. Yeah. Like, look, look. When we we had assets, we had Nasri, we had Adebayo, we had players that we could sell. And if we were recruiting the the right players, you know what I mean? It would have just been like it's just like players um, teams like Dortmund. They keep on recruiting the right players. They they keep on selling their their best players, but then they recruit good players. You know what I mean? But, it, which, even, 
So yeah, go, on, go on, go on, go on, Rich. Finish, finish, finish. Nah, but then you got to think. It's like Juventus. They do it in an, an, another way. They just get all these free signings, and that's the way they they're still winning leagues. You know what I mean? So mm. we've just got to be either smart with. We've just got to be smart with our money because we can't compete with a big <clears> one. Money. I think. I, I think. Sorry, Sam. The, go on. Go on. Go on. I was, I was going to say the problem with recruitment in this day and age is it isn't as black and white as people see it as. And this is the thing that is kind of, for an Arsenal fan, it's hard to swallow. Mm. Is from the background story I've heard is there's a certain philosophy around our transfer dealings, which is the player has to have some sort of value. And we're not talking about value as in on the pitch. Yes, there has to have ability. But we've lost out on a lot of players due to our standing ground of the values of the club. And if a player that Arsenal don't believe, doesn't matter how good they are, don't fit into that that philosophy or that moral code, I guess you call it that, then you wouldn't buy. And again, another thing is this, is is when we look back on the Wenger years of transfer dealings, and you know, you see people kind of come out with all kinds of weird theories and why we didn't get this player. Things is we will never know behind the scenes because obviously there will be some sort of agent involved or some player representative pulling the strings. So, you know, you can look back at that Suarez deal and go 40 million and a pound. Well, no football club or no business professional would do that without mm. some sort of reasoning. Mm. All we're getting is what we read in the newspapers, BBC Sport, mm. or what we hear from hearsay. So when we look at recruitment, we're saying, we're in, even in the sense of scouting, if you look at a player, and we've seen it not just with Arsenal, with Chelsea, with United, the amount of players teams have brought and they failed to live up to expectation, mm. you know, it's a, it's a gamble in itself. And you can even look at some of the obvious ones. Chelsea went and brought Crespo and Shevchenko at their peak. And Torres. when they came to the Premier League, Torres yeah. for Liverpool, brilliant, but they got him at dwindling down the end of his career, spent 50 million. So, and I think the thing is this, is, is if you've got the financial backing to take that gamble, like City, like Chelsea, I don't know how United are still doing it, but they still somehow managed to pull... Commercial revenue. Out of that yeah, commercial revenue, yeah. Yeah. But again, if you've got that, if you can take that gamble, like, like we, I just look at Bruno Fernandes and as good as everyone says he is, why wasn't no one else scanned for him in the sense of there was no certified bid other than Tottenham? And even Tottenham pulled out. So... Obviously, they can I make two points there, Sam? Just quickly, go on. Just on Bruno Fernandes, if you look at his stats, I think everybody was looking at him. But again, I don't think anyone had the money to go and spend in January on going and getting him. And Man United were in desperate, desperate times, mm. hence why they went and put the money out there. But another point I wanted to make it was just on something that um, Rich said about our recruitment. I think even worse than our recruitment is our selling of players, bro. How many yeah. quality players have left yeah. us our team? And what is our top um, fee for selling a player? It's Oxlade-Chamberlain at like That's 35, true. 40 million. We've had Henri, Fabregas, Nazareth. How many top players? And That's what true. are they going for? That's, That's the true. joke. Sanchez. That's yeah, a joke. Yeah. That's true. Do you understand? That's what's fucked us more than anything because we had That's value true. in the squad. We did. That's true. Whenever, whenever, we're not getting these 100 million um, price, um, you know what I mean? Look what Liverpool did with Coutinho money. Look at the Coutinho money. That's true. That's revamped their whole squad. Literally. literally. Yeah, and we're at a point with that as well, what they, what, what they did 
back then, if you if you look, people look at us and say, "Oh, we're out of out of Champions League places. We've been lower." If you look at Liverpool back then, when Klopp took over, they yeah, were yeah. sixth, seventh. They was out yeah. of Champions League. He yeah, built, yeah. and so, mm. that's why I'm saying, give Arteta a chance. Give him a yeah. give him give him the free seasons like Klopp did to make them competitive again. And then we can judge him. Like you can't really judge him now. He's trying to fix the biggest clown on this ever coming Arsenal and destroyed us from the ground up. Like he's 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 trying to fix all of that. It, it was toxic uh, under Emery. He was one of the. He's for me. He's the worst manager I've ever seen. I've never seen a manager who's so foolish about football. Uh, this guy don't uh, like Uday. Go on, Fio. Go on. Go on. Go on. Uh, uh, he's always got the clown emojis, isn't it? Yeah, he is. He's a clown. He's a fraud, mate. He's a fraud. He's not a fraud. Uh, so, 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 my thing was going to be about Liverpool because everybody always mm. talks about Liverpool mm. and um, the fact that Liverpool have done it in a certain way. Yeah, which I agree, Liverpool have done it in pretty much the right way. However, I think what people need to understand is the owners at Liverpool have a completely different mindset than our owners. They're willing to spend the money in the right places. If you look at it, because um, um, I, I don't know if you know, like, well, everybody knows it was well documented. They, they had a previous American owner and the takeover happened and this Fenway group came and took over and they've actually invested a lot of money in the club in the right places. And me and my brother were having a conversation about um, Arsenal because my brother keeps on banging on about recruitment. And I think that Yes, recruitment is an issue, but also we also have to be realistic as well. People always talk about we spent £35 million on Mustafi, but £35 million at that moment of time was not a lot to get a world-class defender. You, think about it. Think right now, or even two years ago, could Might you get a really, huh? really world-class defender? We're talking about what we really needed at that time for £35 million. £35 million was never going to be enough. To get a world class defender. So, Phil, 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 wait, 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 wait. Are you defending our recruitment <laughs> policy? Because no, I, you, no, you could I'm throw set- out 35 million for Mustafi, and I will throw out 35 million for Xhaka when we could have got Kante for 32. You know, but, but have you heard yeah? the backstory? That's criminal. Have you heard the backstory about that? Have you heard the backstory about that, though? Go on. Because apparently, um, Arsenal were really, because um, one of the agents came out recently and said that Arsenal were in the process of signing Kante, but then when it came closer to finalising the deal, then they threw all these agent fees on top of it, which added like another 10 million onto it. So what was, what's being reported is not the actual figure. You know how Arsenal are anyway. They, mm. but the, they okay, are like but the, even then, even then, if you've got to pay an extra 10 million for what the guy was doing and had produced for yeah, less true. and this is the problem with right, Arsenal. Right. Right, so that goes back to my point about the standard of the way Arsenal do transfers isn't mm. as black and white. I'm not saying that I disagree with your point and say throw the money at it, but again, I think if you look at the character that Wenger was and, the, and Arsenal as a whole before the takeover, it was a very holistic kind of, we are Arsenal, no one's bigger than the club, no one's bigger than the manager. If you come in, yeah. you've got to follow this. And I feel like what agents have done, like I heard the story about the Aguero situation, don't know whether it's true or not, that mm. it was signed, sealed and delivered. Um, I think it was a representative of Man City, so their lawyer said, yep, all Sorry, done. Sorry, Sam, to interrupt you. Sorry, just go quickly. On. Glenn's just got to slip off to work, so he slipped off. He said goodbye. He just sent me a text, yeah? All right, oh, no cool. problem. All right, cool. Go on, uh, anyway, Sam, sorry. So, Aguero, yeah, so... Aguero's agents are there. They go, yep, fee agree. All things agree. 
And then Aguero, he's got his headphones in, mind his own business, has no idea what's going on, what's being agreed about his wage. He's letting people deal with it. His dad chimes in and goes, all right, now their money's sorted. My son doesn't sign anything until you give me 10 million or whatever it was. Mm. So, so again, you know, it depends on... And a part of me agrees with that in the sense of, yeah, no, I'm not doing business with you if you're going to pull fast ones and start throwing in fees in last minute. But, but Sam, another thing Sam, I would argue just on that, sorry, just on that, about agents' fees and boo-hoo, they put in 10 million at the end. You think that don't happen to every other club? Look at Man United. I, Man United, yeah. just for being the fact of Man United, they have to pay an extra 10, 15 million on whatever so, player they buy. Look at um, so Maguire. Right. Is Maguire worth 80 mil? No, no way. Would anyone else but, play 80 mil? No way. But that's what comes but, with being a big club. But again, this is why this is why I make my point, which is agree with you, which is the nice guys always finish last. And I feel like that's been our issue before this whole period, mm-hmm. is we've always been the nice team on and off it. So even on it, if we're going against Stoke and Stoke are kicking seven like like seven shades out of us and we don't do anything and we fall back into our shell, we go to uh, away days on a like what I realized is a Monday or like the 12 o'clock kickoffs we play poorly in recent oh, games very true. And, and sometimes I think it's the it's like uh the Monday night kickoff if we're away to someone we don't usually perform well and it's a bit like we're not up for the fight and I think the one thing is is that what we have instilled which is a terrible habit of ours at the moment is we're always being known as the nice guys Mm. And even if we bring in a player like, and yes, it has changed a bit with players like Jacka, but again, I feel like Jacka comes in, puts in a tough tackle, but it's a bit like the rest of the team don't respond around him. Whereas mm. when Wenger first got your Keons, your Vieiras, yeah. your Parlers, your Adams, your Bowles, but that comes down like, to to interrupt Sam. That comes down to for me Wenger. That's this is my problem with Wenger is that you had all these winners in your squad. And you didn't yeah. think, let me keep one or two playing and let me keep one or two mm. as coaching staff. We always used to hear stories about players wanting to come back and Wenger wasn't up for it. Why? That's how you maintain that culture. Because he's a dictator. He's a dictator. He, he didn't want anybody that goes up against Wenger. Always, he always yeah. kind of got them out. Yeah. Like, Tony Adams was never allowed near the club, mate, because he had too much to say. And... Wenger would net. Like, everybody's thinking, why? Like, Tony Adams of, of Arsenal, why wouldn't you want to bring him in? But he had too much to say. Wenger didn't well, I, think, I think the point, the, the point is this, is, is if you're the coach of the team, yeah. and again, you can say the same about Ferguson. The only difference is that Ferguson, when he did get rid of a player, he replaced them. But again, yeah. with Ferguson, Yap and Stamp, their record signing after a season... Now, piss off, mate. You don't talk, tell me what to do. Gets rid of him. But I think the difference is, which I do agree with you, Ray, is when they got rid of a big player, they brought they got someone replaced him. Yeah. So, Yap Stan went, Rio Ferdinand come in. And it wasn't... No problems. Like you said, right? It yeah. wasn't, oh, we're going to... And, I, I, and, I, and I think, that's, and I think that's, my, that's the point I was trying to say, because mm. with the recruitment, 
Yeah, we have just basically gone to the, um, get the, a, a cheaper alternative than what we actually, mm-hmm. we know what we need to buy, but mm-hmm. we just want to always try and be the smart ass and buy them at, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, buy a player that's 10, 15 million, mm-hmm. million pounds cheaper because we should not have got Mustafi in the first, first place. Um, I, don't, I can't remember at the time, but there were, pl- there were options where we could have got players. I, I think there was a talk about Varane and other players that we could have got mm-hmm. like 50 million. You spent 50 million on Varane. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. That was another issue, and I've always had an issue with the way we conduct ourselves in a transfer window, is that it's always a struggle and a rush. Mustafi, the reason we spent 35 million on Mustafi is because we took too long. We could have got him for cheaper. We're Mm. always that club. Go and bite the bullet, put the money down early, do the business properly, not leave it to the last week, and then we're struggling and scratching around for players. Listen, for me personally... Mm. I believe if you want a player, Liverpool, yeah, the only reason why they didn't get Van Dijk a season earlier is because of the way that they conducted their business. Approached him, yeah, approached their business, yeah. You know what I mean? So they waited, but they decided if we have to pay 75 mil, we'll pay 75 mil. Mm -hmm. Identified him, he's the the player that's going to slot well into our team and we want him. So they pursued him and pursued him until they got their man. But with Arsenal, like, we don't like to... It's just like Barcelona, yeah? Putting, like, getting all the teammates to put the shirt on Fabregas. It's all, like, mm. you know what I mean? But I feel sometimes it's like we've got to do that dirty sort of transfer dealings to get our players, man. I don't care. Well, about... Chelsea don't with Ashley Cole when we were a top team. Mm. You, know? you know what I mean? What we man did City. with Sol Campbell. It's Look true. at Sol Campbell, for instance. That's yeah. the type of... Conviction that you need. We want that player. We don't care if he, he yeah, plays for the enemy. That, We're getting him. So Campbell is the, the, the last world-class defender that we've had in our, in our as a, the last world-class centre back we've had. I I don't Hello, think Torre was there. No, 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 Torre was a world-class, but it was a world-class pairing. They were a world-class pairing. I would say so. Campbell and Torre. was a world-class defender. Let's not. Colo Torre, you, Man City wouldn't have spent the money for him, you know, if I, I he wasn't well class. He, he, he was, was well class alongside Sol Campbell. That, mm. I think he was hiding. I'm not saying he was a very good player. You had William Gallagher. No, no, you know what? I think, I think you know what? When it comes to defenders um, in defensive duos, there's always one who's more of a thinker. And mm-hmm. they're probably not as mobile. And there's one who's a, a, more, a more athletic yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and does the sweeping. So Colo Torre was the athletic one, does all the sweeping. He was the head of so, the kitchen. Yeah, and, yeah. And, then, and Sol Campbell was the one who kind of... And that's the same thing with John Terry and um, Carvalho. You see what I mean? So yeah. I think you can't take that away from um, Colo Torre. He was yeah. a... If you're talking about him being a world-class oh, he, defender, he did he's, defend... He's done well. He's part of the yeah. invincible team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he? but I'm just saying that in but, terms of... What in terms of a commanding leader defend, mm. defender, we haven't had one since Sol Campbell. In my no, life. not at all. I, I was going to make an argument, athleticism wise and technically technical ability, to throw in Kashoni, even though we know he's a snake and all of that. At his yeah. pump, he was one of the best in the world. I think, and if I think he was surrounded problem, by the right team, I, I think, think he, he was, was one of the best more. in the Premier League. I'm not sure about the world. Mm. I think the issue is the issue is with defenders nowadays, and it's still. Yeah. And players in general is, I think, when you hit the Premier League standard, especially nowadays yeah. where the technical ability across, I think, all levels of football have is risen. But I mm-hmm. feel like due to the barriers that are put on defenders, 
And mm. due to the more technical passing mobile um, focus on football mm. rather than the physicality, defending's gone down. So to go back to your point about buying <laughs> defenders, it's very difficult to buy a good defender without taking a kind of a calculated gamble. But um, go back to my point of kind of defending... Oh, what was the bloody point I was going to make now? But Sam, just to answer that. But Sam, just to... Oh, so finish your point before you forget. No, no, no. Go, 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 go. go. I I was going to say, just to answer that, what we know is we need defenders with certain attributes. Yeah, and that's Mm. where we're missing. Yeah, we need defenders who've got physical presence and particular... Because what do we always do? do? um, Concede goals in... um, um, goals from corners and um, um, counter attack. Uh, We've mm. got defenders that are too slow and not mobile enough. You see mm-hmm. what I mean? I think that's not necessarily that's not necessarily down to a defending issue. Like I, I, I'll be honest with you. If you looked at a Bolton many years ago, your Stokes, your Burnleys, even Palace in recent seasons, there's been games where they've gone against top teams and they've been hard to break down. And the thing is, this is. If you play a certain way, and Man used to do it, is mm. when they go against weaker teams, they'll bully teams. When they went to the top teams, they knew they were a threat. They'll sit back, hit them on the break. And I mm. think when it comes to defending, defending's a team thing. And I think Unai, being part of the Spanish or the league for many years, if you, in my opinion, I think defending is in the Spanish league. Other than if you're Real Madrid or Barcelona, it's non-existent. Yeah, I, um, I agree. So, so I would argue though, Sam. Sam, what I would argue in regards to, yeah, mm. your system helps rather than the individuals. The fact of the matter is we're trying to play uh, a system where we push our team up the pitch, up the pitch so we yeah. can dominate. So that means you Fine. need to play a high line with your defence. So again, oh, yeah. bring it back to Theo's point, you need to have players that can deal with that scenario of defending high. So if it does go behind them, they can recover in time. Not your Mertesackers and your David Louises that are scrambling and getting rinsed on the counter But I think, I think we have to be realistic and say that, all right, the team, we go, we go back to the point of is Arsenal a big club? In my opinion, no, because I think we get the misconception that we're going to go into a season and win a trophy every year, or we're supposed to perform at the highest level. We have to be realistic and turn around and say, Joel, what's best for the team? Is it, let's play the silky style of football and carry on being the nice guys and being known as or do we turn around and go Joe what we're going to take it back a step we might have to go back to that George Graham style of football where we shut up shop we use our pace we go back to basics for for and I'm not saying sorry to interrupt Sam but that's what Unai tried to do for a year and a half and it failed not really really. it did it did because could you remember when he was trying to implement playing from the back Socrates, but that's not defending. They struggled. They struggled. Did you see Peter Cech, mate? In the first few games, yeah, he was almost conceded on. (laughs) And this is where the thing is. This this goes back to my point of simplistic football, in the sense of why are we trying to like like playing out from the bank isn't a defensive style. It's a Mm. it's a it's a way of being offensive in a starting position rather than going long and gambling. But again, when you gamble going long. You kind of you can set up your station. Your team could be set up. You're you're putting pressure on their back line immediately. Whereas when you play it short, you're trying to drag out the team and play like chess. If you don't have good enough players mm. to do that, don't do it. Play to the strengths of the team, 
which is when we had Giroud or a big striker, which we've never really had of them when we had Giroud, is go long or knock the ball wide. When you mm. knock the ball wide, you have a one-on-one situation between your winger yeah. and your uh, and their left back or their winger. E- effectively, what Liverpool do at the moment. <laughs> oh. Liverpool, Technically, yeah, yeah. When they come, and the thing is, I feel like Arsenal at the moment there's there's a creative block. So I go back to your point. I think someone said that you would rather play Pepe central rather than Ozil. Yeah. But I don't think that will resolve any issues. I feel like when people talk about the spine of a team, all right, Ozil's the kind of brain of it. All right? The brain can't control the body without the rest of the spine. So if one part of that spine is gone, you can't really control it, if you get the point. Mm. So when the problem with Ozil is Ozil works at a handicap. So players are, that's why I'd say you'd have to... like even. Like Aubameyang, I think, passed it. But again, Ozil's handicapped by that team and the system needs to change. I think Let we're me still in right there. Stop! Stop! I want to talk right now. Wait, wait, wait. Ozil. Dead man Ozil. Sorry. This is this was one of the points I wanted to bring up in this conversation. For me, Ozil is done out here. He's been done for a season. Go and check his stats. It's over for him. This is the oh, conversation man. we were having. I think, Hadwell, I think, I think, I think, Madison, I think, all these boys are outshining him. Simple. I Get think the out the team. Is this. The problem Certain is teams ain't even playing with a number 10 Ozil, now. No, no, no. Do you know, do you know what? Ozil, Ozil's not a number 10 anymore. I agree yeah. with that. And he says, God. But if you see what Ozil does, and I feel like this is what a lot of people miss out on, is, on, Richie, and it isn't up, really yeah. his role, it's what Corzola, Wilshire, uh, Ramsey used to do a lot. They used to mm. be the player to pick up the ball from the defence and carry it forward. Mm. And that used to start a lot of our attacks, especially when we were desperate. Corzola used to do that brilliantly. Ozil done it. And this is where I go where I grew to the point where Unai just crushed the team completely. Because Ozil, I remember a game against Everton where Ozil ran all the way back, picked up the ball, and he held on to the ball for about 10 seconds on no movement. Our whole team. And you see he was frustrated. And the point is this, is if, you, if the system isn't right or suited around the team, or the ability of the team, you're handicapping it. And that's what Arsenal are doing at the moment. You know, you can try and play out from the back, but playing out from the back is only good enough if you've got the players to do it. Don't do that. If you've got Ozil picking up the ball in midfield uh, deep, and he's the ball player you want up top, why is he doing that? Why isn't it Xhaka? Why isn't it whoever's next door to him? Mm. You know? And I feel like our system at the moment is lost. And I feel like people don't pick up on these little things. It's like, you know, uh, Sam, before we lose the, Sam, Sam, sorry, before we lose the chain of thought, Richard, you were going to chime in with something. Just before yeah. we lose the conversation, so, go on. I, I feel like, going to your point about Ozil linking stuff, and I feel number 10 now are outdated in football. I feel like they're yeah. outdated. And, and the game's evolved. It's, it's gone past that having that number 10. And it's not Ozil's fault, but I feel the game has changed. If you look at Liverpool, Liverpool, mm. you take before Coutinho was like the number ten. If you take him, mm. take now he's out of the team. They have no real number ten. It's just width, and then they've got like maybe an attacking midfield, uh, like a, a midfielder that's going to come in and like score the goals. Because if you look at Henderson, Henderson, Wijnaldum, and uh, Milner, who's really not, none of them are creative players. So they're all kind of workhorses in the middle of the park. Mm. And I feel this is where. I feel like Ramsey would have excelled in this team. Because yeah. if you had like a 4 3 system, if you had a 4 3 system and you had even Ramsey, 
Xhaka and Torreira, it would work over having Ozil, like taking Ozil out of the team and having them three in midfield is more likely to have worked. And then having Pepe on the um, Aubameyang and then another wide forward. Mm. You know I, mean? I agree. I agree with that about Ramsey. That number 10s are kind of outdated and that's where I feel Ozil's problem is as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah, with that. I, I agree. Theo, you are going to say something before, before Sam licks the mic again. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, <laughs> listen, I think you kind of have an um, understanding of how I feel about Ozil. My thing with Ozil is I can see the guy's got ability, but what value does he add to our team? This is the question that I ask, yeah? What value does he add to our team? Because when you talk about Ozil in his peak, he was a lot closer to the action, like a lot closer to the goal. I'm talking about whether he's at Real Madrid or... Um, 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 playing for Germany or um, even Wolfsburg, yeah, a lot closer to the goal, a lot more involved in things. He was actually making an impact. Now, where he picks up the ball, he's doing ticky tacker in the midfield, but he's not. Do- if you look at his forward passes towards the goal, he's not doing much. And everybody always makes his excuses about how the the, the players that he's playing with are not on not, no movement. Um, they're not of the same um, standard as him. They've not got the same weight wavelength as him. But if you look at um, players that are similar to him, David Silva, Bernardo Silva, those are the, those are the players that I would say are the most um, comparable to um, mm-hmm. Ozil. Even those players, they've got work rate. They've got work rate, and this is what Ozil lacks. He can't, he can't be hidden in the team. At, at least with... Um, <clears throat> when you look at um, Man City, Pep says to the players, you can't hide. You cannot hide. You need to run a game. How many games can you say that um, Ozil has actually run the show? He doesn't run the show. Even games where he's, he's been deemed as having a, a great performances, he's not been influential throughout the whole game. Look at the Leicester game. The Leicester game that everybody get, goes so excited, gets so excited about. How many minutes did he actually influence the game? He influenced the game for about one half. You know what I mean? And can, people get so gassed with Ozil. Can I make a point, Sam? Right, he go, 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 go. I might even pass it to one John. Last point. John. One, go, last go, point. Go, go, one last point. The reason, the main reason why I want him to go is because I think he's one of the players that affects the culture. He's part of the, the problem in terms of um, he doesn't, he, to me, it comes across as he doesn't care if we lose or win. You know what I mean? I, we need players that really get pissed off mm-hmm. when we lose. Like, they, they, they switch on the other players like, why didn't you fucking... You know what I mean? Just yeah. Yeah. pissed yeah, off I, with each other. Yeah, yeah, cool. doesn't give me that impression. It's Can I make my point now, Sam? Go on, go on, go on. I'm actually putting my hand up now. Look, <laughs> my own chat. <laughs> um, no, two things. For me, Ozil should have been out of the club from Baku. You see, when you get pulled yeah. off, your team's losing 3-1 and you're yeah. strolling off the pitch because you don't yeah. like the manager. For me, yeah. Yeah. job done. Cut it. Is done, yeah. yeah? And my second yeah. point, because I could go in on that one because I was disgusted <laughs> after that performance. But the yeah. other thing about number 10s, if you are going to be a number 10, every yeah. other number 10 I know is a output. goal threat. Output. Is a goal... Output. 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 Even forget about output. Whether it's goals or assists, but they're a threat on goal. Cortinho yeah. is a threat on That's goal. True. Bernardo That's Silva, true. Kevin De Bruyne, they all yeah. want to score goals. This guy's not yeah, interested. True. It could be an yeah, open true. goal. He'll still want to square it to his mate next door to him. Score some yeah. goals. If no it's one's true. making movements, Sam, true. as you were saying, take on a player, go and have a shot. This I think, is I think, I think the difficult point is this, is again, when you go back to the system and creativity, I think our whole team is so rigid at the moment. 
yeah. that again I, I agree with Richard's point about it. the number 10 in Arsenal and the way we play I feel like it's non-existent because for some reason we never have someone in the middle who kind of links up or plays that diamond where it mm. kind of shoots off to the middle you can we're play missing out Ramsey, wide. Man. we're missing Ramsey yeah, and, and, so this is, and, and, and the point I was going to make the two points is especially when it comes to Ramsey our team under Unai started going downhill under when Ramsey left in January not January, sorry. Yeah, it's true. Kind of that kind it's of true. period. Yep, yep, yep. It's true. Mm. Like the whole team just went boom. When we said, yeah, he's gone, he was injured for a bit. But yeah. when it was agreed that he, he was leaving to Juventus, I felt yeah. like our performance just kind of slowly declined. Yeah. And it kind of, especially towards the back end of that season, when we got to the final, we got mm. battered and we didn't win, I think, in, in 10 games, right? we won one. And even, the lead up, even in the lead up to the, those games where we didn't win for that whole stretch, Ramsey was injured. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so with him out of the team, one, two, he was being sold. So you got no, you got a player who's important to the team. Who but he was still playing like the best play. player in the team at the time, Sam. Even after it had been confirmed he was going to Juve, he was still yeah. the key guy. Yeah. And you see how much we're missing him. We see how much we're missing him because we ain't getting no goals from midfield. No one. And no, that's what I said. They're scared to score. They're scared to shoot. A goal, the whole team there. Other than other than Obama, Young knows where the goal is, and if you give him the ball, he'll the first thing he thinks of is I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the hit the net, hit the target. But the rest of the team, they don't. Do they have the ability, John? Do they have the ability? It would be my. Well, some of them do, but as I said, yeah, we were Zaka who gets a nosebleed when he gets into the final third. He can't score goals. Forget about Zach Brown. <laughs> Gwenduzi? Don't, don't bring Gwenduzi to it. <laughs> Joe Willock, man. Joe Willock can be scoring goals. He should be a 10-goal ten, ten a, a season. Ceballos, he should be a 10-goal a season player. Easily. He's, mm-hmm. he's got the ability in his strike. If you see his strikes, in, in his first game when he had a strike, he had a strike from about 40 yards and he nearly cracked it in the top corner. It was only mm-hmm. the keeper that tipped it over. I'm like, the guy's got the ability, but it's like they're just, they don't want to do it. They don't want to score goals. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with their mentality. Moving forward, what what do you Mm. think could be Arsenal's best system? Me me personally, me personally, I think, maybe I'm just crazy, but I think if we can keep a Bamiyan, get him Philip Coutinho (laughs) instead of Ozil, Ozil, and get a world-class centre-back, yeah, mm. then we could be competing again. But with what? No. With what formation? Is that what you're asking, Rich? What formation? Yeah, what formation? Because what four, do you four, think two. the best old school? You think three, five, two. three five two. Three five two. I think three at the back. I think I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Mari, but three three at the back. Who on the left side then? Like um, Mari, Mari. No, no, no. I'm talking about like a wing. Would you play Saka there? Saka or Tierney? I play Tierney. Yeah, play Tierney's Tierney. got better. He's got better in product. He's and more then, athletic. So, 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 would you play um, Saka further forward then, or? But I'm not concerned. You, know, you see, with Saka, we got to mm. remember the kid's only 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He this should not realistically uh, in our best teams. He would not be getting in. So no one should be thinking. Okay, he's certified. First team, mm-hmm. he can rotate between him and Martinelli on the left. I take that. You, bro, you hit the you hit the nail on the head. I think where mm. we are as a club, 
We're, we're, we're so low. The standard is so low now. Any time a, a young kid comes in and puts in a good mm-hmm. performance, we're now screaming for him to be in the first team. How, how did we get there? No, no. I know yeah, players. Come on, come on. Martin is good enough to be hey, in Let Fio finish, man. You guys yeah, are just sorry, cutting. Sorry, let sorry. him finish. Go on, Fio, finish sorry, your sorry. point, please. You, you no, agree but, with me as well. It's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but even that's why when people slam Gwendizi, I get I, I always back him because I'm saying that I agree. He's not supposed to be in the first team, but mm. you can't say he's shit. For his age, he's really good. Yeah, he needs to um, develop his um, overall footballing ability because yeah. he doesn't know how to be a um, defensive-minded midfielder. He's more of a box-to-box midfielder. Mm. He doesn't have awareness, but he's not shit. He's actually got a lot of good qualities. So that's the thing what I'm saying about the likes of Jack, um, Saka as well. Mm-hmm. Gradually let them get into the team. Even Martinelli, he's shown a lot of promise, but gradually let them get into the yeah. team. But yeah. we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have these 18-year-olds... Um, basically coming into the first team and we're relying on them so badly. I know there are some superstars like Fabregas and the Roonies of this world mm. and the Mbappes who you know they're supposed to be in from the start but yeah. even them they gradually got into the team. Even Rashford look at Rashford he's a starter yeah. now but he gradually got into the team. We look at Phil Foden propelling... yeah? look at Phil Foden look think... at the quality that kid's got look how Pep's just got him wrapped up in cotton wool slowly but surely bringing him in that's what but happens think... when you've got a quality squad but I think I think the thing is this: if someone then like you, we the Man City are, are a world of class, like yeah. different different levels. Yeah. One yeah. because the thing is this isn't about Foden's ability because I can look at Jack Gre- your argument with Jack Grealish, James Madison, and say then they shouldn't be starting for Leicester. They shouldn't be starting when they first started because Madison mm-hmm. was nineteen when he started was getting into. At the team what level like were they playing though, Sam? Premier what level were they playing? This is the no, no, Ma- no. When, um, no, Madison, they brought him from um, um, what's it, um, Norwich. And he, Norwich. He, yeah. he, was do- he was doing bits in Norwich, so he, he but the showed thing the is promise. But the thing is, this is the same with... The same, we can't look at players' age and be like, oh, we're going to hinder him because he's... Like, the thing no, with Man City... It's not about age. It's, it's, not about age. it's about experience, Sam. How, how many seasons has Saka played in the first team in football? Yeah, but, Full stop. But, but the thing is, 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 it's the rule of thumb. It's a bit like I go to a, I go, I finish uni with a degree, and they go, oh, you see, you're overqualified for this job or whatever. Or no, like you go there and you go, oh, you need experience. So how am I going to get experience? You can't say, oh, he, he needs experience in the first team. Yeah, it's good enough. Right, right. Go on, Rich. Ray, 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 but you can't, you can't use the argument about age, Sam. You can't. You, on, you can't you can't use that argument about age because Fabregas was in the team from 16 years old. Okay, but my, my is good enough to be in the starting eleven now. My argument with Fabregas would be would be simply he was surrounded by absolute quality. For him to make yeah. it into that squad shows that he has that ability to be world class because that was a world class squad. Yeah, I feel like Fair. over the years we've overworked our young players. Look at Jack yeah, Wilshere. Yeah. Jack Wilshere yeah. at 19 looked like he was world class. Due to yeah. be the, the main guy for England, and look, he yeah. can't even get into the West Ham squad. That yeah. game against Barcelona was one of the best performances of a youngster I've ever seen, mate. Okay, but where is he now? You would have thought he's retired by now. That's because we burnt him yeah, out way too early. I, I would, I would say he's burnt out. I think the issue with Jack Wilshire is again, it goes back to the thing we don't know what happens behind the scenes. We're hearing stories of he had issues with partying and going out, he had injury issues. You know, that attribute to... And that all sounds uh, like stuff that could point to being put in too early. Yeah? Getting everything too early, so now I'm, I'm a party boy because I don't need to work for it. I'm in the first team already. 
Yeah, yeah. injuries because of but, overuse. But Wilshere was oh. in a good team, though. Huh? He was in. He was in a fairly good team, though. He was in an okay team, but compared to teams gone previous, it doesn't matter. Mm. They don't match up. One thing with Saka, though, we might not be having this conversation come end of the season. When his contract's disappearing, like. You, you're like doing a Glen right now. You're doing a Glen. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pessimist. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> needs a Glen in the group. We ain't got no David D no more. We got these muppets behind the scenes who couldn't fucking tie their shoelaces together, man. They, they, they ain't got a clue when it comes to contracts and tying down players. How does every other team find their players on long contracts? Even shit teams find their players on long contracts. And we're there left scratching our arse because all our players leave for nothing. It's true. I'm like, all right, I'll tell you what, just to move. Ridiculous wages like Ozil. Ozil was never a 350 grand a week player, but we had to offer him it because he left it so bad. If we had tied that up two years before, extended it two years before, that goes back to the whole. That goes back to the whole management. Like, you, they had a truck. Um, obviously, um, Alexis made must have made it clear he was losing. So they yeah. thought, just to appease their fans, we need to keep Ozil. But exactly. now we've seen that that was a bad decision. And then to compound that, then you go and let, in my opinion, a captain in um, in making in terms of Ramsey just leave for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ramsey, if you think about all the players that we have in our squad right now, if he remained, he would have been the ideal choice for a captain. Sure. His only only issue against Ramsey was his injuries. That's it. But everything else, he was the leader. The leader. Mm-hmm. Now we now, even right now, as we as we stand, I, I think I asked this in the group. If Ramsey mm-hmm. was in the team right now, do you think we would in, in the, be in the position that we are right now, in in terms of league? I, I think, think we'd be We just don't. The thing is, we just don't have enough coming from midfield. Yes. Simple. It's mm. like we don't have a player that is scoring. Like you said, there. What's the point of having Ozzy at number ten and he's not scoring? He's not scoring no goals. Like mm. at least it should be in that attacking. You should be getting minimum of ten goals, minimum of ten league goals a season, and. With Ramsey, you know he's gonna get the goals. You know what I mean? I was, I was saying to my, I was saying to my brother the other day, mm. um, Freddie Lundberg, Arsenal legend. He couldn't mm. dribble for shit, but he was always on the end of stuff. I love yeah, that yeah. guy. I just love yeah, the way he played. He was always at the end of stuff, always scoring against Man United. He was the guy. But you, when you look at him, him and Ramsey, they had similar kind of attributes: running mm. into the box, getting on the mm. end of things. You know, popular with the rest of the squad. We mm. miss those type of players, mate. You know what I mean? Mm. And, that's very frustrating because we do not have outside of a Birmingham. Literally, we do not have a goal threat. No goal threat whatsoever. And he, yeah, no one gambles. That's true. That's true. Go on, Sam. I was going to say, even then, I don't even rate a Bamiang. I, I think he's such an old school style of striker that I think he's passed it. Yeah, he gets goals, but the amount See, of chances he's missed in important opportunities. I'd agree, Sam. I'd agree that he's he's like that Crespo in Zaggy, Raul yeah, type striker. Yeah, fox in the box. And, 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 yeah, fox in the box. And that is a mm. classic type of striker. But again, but my problem, my problem with Bamiyan. Yeah, it, my, but listen, he, he gets it. He scores goals, cool. But my problem with Bamiyan is that my favourite strikers, or when Arsenal system seems to work for me, is when we've got a striker that can play number nine, but can also drop in and play number ten and link play mm. or let players run past him. 
Do you understand? Yeah. Thierry did at his best. Van P even at his best, mm. he could do that. Drop in, mm-hmm. link play. Aubameyang's mm. link play is is oh my god, Horrendous. it's trash. It's trash. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's, 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 it's terrible. True. It's terrible. Yeah. You know this. This is this is my my point. Yeah. Mm. People going back to the Liverpool argument. Yeah, but their 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 system in terms of their front three is mm. a fluid system where they can all interchange positions. Mm. That's why I feel Lacazette is working because he can't play left, he can't play right. It's true. And you, you know what I mean? Abamyang, at least he can go on the left or he can go on the right. I don't know because. Nah, nah. Let me tell you. Sorry, I'll go on. This time last year, we were all saying um, Lacazette and Aubameyang were the best partnership um, in the, one of the best partnerships in the Premier League. Lacazette's obviously had a down season. Obviously, he lost confidence. But you can't yeah. say that it wasn't working before he was banging goals. Last season, was, did he score about 15 Premier League goals or something? Or was it 12? But he scored mm. goals. If you look yeah. at Robbie Firmino, even in his best season, he scored like 17, 18 goals. So you're not talking about he was that far off. You see what I mean? But the difference is, the difference is with, with Bobby Firmino is that mm. he plays the false nine. He's probably yeah. the best false nine in the world. Yeah, yeah, His yeah, job yeah. is not to bang in goals. His job is yeah. to drop yeah. in and create lanes for those two boys on the wide to go past yeah. him and yeah. then link them. That's the difference. Laka can't do that. Laka's hold-up play is gone. Like, I was yeah. thinking yeah. it when he wasn't scoring goals, but at least he was linking up and building. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's not even mm. doing that now. His link up has disappeared completely now. He's yeah. he's a shadow was, of the player that he was. I was just gonna say, boys, just to, just to wrap up because I don't know if we're, we've gone past our time. I was expecting us to be cut off at the forty minute point. Just quickly, yeah, no, hundred mil. Did it come up? Yeah, come up with a thing. It extended. It said you're meeting. There's no time limit now. Oh, calm. Well, anyway, listen. I was just gonna throw out. You got a hundred mil. Yeah. You can either buy one, two, or three players yeah. that make us competitive next season. Who would you buy? <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> you this question, can, we, can we go by positions? Ago. Can we do positions first? You could do it however you want. There's no rules. Don't worry. Uh, is this based on just purchasing or is this about selling players and bringing it? So adding... You can so generate if, more... Okay, I'll, I'll give you the leeway to generate more income if you sell a player. Okay. But it's got to be a realistic fee that you're receiving. But 100 mil you've got as a kitty to spend for next season. Okay. Um, uh, Rich, you're up. <laughs> no pressure. All right, I all, right, no all right, then. Out of that 100 mil, I'll get rid of, um, I'll get rid of Mustafi, Socrates, and Holding. That's my personal opinion. So and what's then, that, 40 mil on top of your 100? <laughs> yeah, 40 mil. So, so, so then I'll, I'll do my best. If it's 60 mil for Upper Moncano, get Upper Moncano. Mm-hmm. And then sign Murray on um, a permanent mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know if that's like 10, 10 I can't remember. The 10, 15, in it. Yeah. So, so that, what does that take me up to? So 60 and, and let's call it 10. So 70 mil you spent so far. Upper Moncano okay. and who was it? Murray. Murray, yeah, mm. and then in the uh, so then I'll swap swap what's his name Lacazette and get Partey in in the midfield, and then um, I would put I would have I'll keep a Bambiang. To be honest, I, I I see it. I think first I thought selling him would be the the wise thing, but I think that would take a 
backwards. Even if we can get into the Champions League next season, mm. Bamiyang, you've just got to take that chance. If he goes on the free, he goes on the free. But take that chance to keep a Bamiyang. Have okay. um, Martinelli maybe as the second choice striker. Or who's a 30, 30 million pound. 30, 30. Eduardo, I'll get that Eduardo from Sotic. Yeah. Yeah, get mm. that Eduardo from Celtic. So I'll sell mm. Aubameyang, get that Eduardo in, and then you, uh, you mean? Are you? Would you sell Aubameyang? No, not Aubameyang. No, no, no. Sorry, I meant uh, as a replacement. Uh, yeah, yeah as a replacement for Laka, then I would bring in Fig. I think that should do it because if you think about it, those are the three positions: defense, um, centre back, Partey, and then uh, uh, another striker as a replacement. No creative midfielder. Oh, so how much? You ain't got no more money, bro. You spent all your money. Your <laughs> <laughs> money's done, bro. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Take, take, unless, take, you're, take. unless you're selling more players. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I would sell. I would sell. Um, uh, while we can get money, I would sell. Um, Jaka. You could most probably get 25, 25 mil for him. Twenty-five, yeah. Yeah, Stretch. twenty-five. Stretch. <laughs> how much you reckon? Boy, yeah, probably, yeah, 20, 25 million. Alright, just say 20 million. Yeah. And then I would get... Uh, who's a... I'm Do not, you get it for 20 million, create a midfielder? Nah, it's not... Championship, even better, who's who's for Leeds? Oh. Ruth. Ruth. No, no, no. Uh, no. Average, average, average. Hey, how much, what how much reckon you can get that Campwell? <laughs> Campwell? I reckon Campwell's going for 35, 40 million. Yeah, uh, to be honest, you know the guy from Leon? Um, oh, I can't. I don't know how to say his name. Oh, 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 I know what you're saying. A O U A R. Yeah, yeah. That, that dude. Yeah, I'd most probably get him. But okay. I think that would, that would most probably. That would do, do it for you, innit? Yeah, that would do it, man. Uh, who's up? Who's up? Can we do any Pepe deals? Can we do any Pepe deals? Nah, I'm not making it too complicated. Please, man. And then carry on the next um, All right. Um, yeah, you, you, um, okay, so for me, not yeah. too far off off Richie, but I realistically don't think we're going to get up the Marcana for um, um, what's called um, sixty million. 60. I think that's too. I think that's too much of a um, unrealistic um, shout. So um, what, I would try the price tag or the player. Really I, think, I think I think a bit of everything. The price tag, because the the player is basically what I've what I've gauged is he says he wants to stay at um, Leipzig to develop his career. But I'm mm. guessing if one of the big wigs come for him, so that, well, apparently yeah. apparently Bayern Munich are talking about um, buying him. Man City have talked about getting him as well. So I, I suspect he's going to go to one of those clubs ahead mm. of Arsenal. You know, mm. so I would forget about Upper Makano. I think Saliba's coming in. I would um, like Richard I'll get rid of all the defenders. Socrates, I think we can get ten million for him. Um, Mustafi maybe fifteen and um, who was um, who else did um, who's the other? I said holding and holding as well another ten million but who I'll sell in addition is um, Bellerin as well I'll get rid of Bellerin I'll get rid of Bellerin yeah. um, if we could get twelve million for him he's a shadow of the man he used to be I'm um, sorry do you think we could get twenty million twenty million for him yeah so I don't get rid of him but we could get twenty million still. Yeah. Other clubs will look at him and say he's got upside, isn't it? So twenty million for him. Um, I'll get rid of Kalasinac as well. I'll rid rid of Kalasinac as well. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll get rid of I'll get rid of one or two of them. I don't know which one, 
I'd rather get rid of Xhaka or um, Torreira. I'd want to keep Torreira. However, Torreira seems, seems to be like unsettled and he doesn't mm. seem like he's, he, you know, he wants to stay. So if he wants to go, let him go. But I think the thing is, with Xhaka, I can see everything that everybody's saying about Xhaka. However, I also think that Xhaka's got a lot of attributes that people don't really rate as well. He's got good leadership qualities. I don't care what anybody says. He's got good leadership qualities. And if he's partnered with the right person, he actually does well. When he's partnered with Torreira, he does well. You know? yeah. So I think people need to factor that in. So I think if you have Torreira, um, maybe Xhaka with um, Partey, they will be a good uh, midfield duo. That's my opinion. So I would keep yeah. Xhaka or Torreira overall. Yeah? I'll do the same deal as what Richie said. I'll swap Partey with um, Lacazette and I'll bring in Eduardo um, in as a, a replacement for Lacazette. Um, I think, depending on how much money I've generated from the sales of players, if we can get a good quality centre-back for 50 million, go and get, that, get him. I don't know who. And then if we could spend the rest of the money to get a, um, an attacking midfielder to the... Um, up to 50 million then we need to get them so we're not going to get Coutinho for um, 50 million that's not going to happen um, but someone of that ilk we need somebody who is a goal threat and who can um, you know get the th- get things moving in the midfield whether that's a, a Grealish or um, I like Grealish I really like Grealish I think he's got a lot of heart he's got all the attributes that we yeah you know and he's he's got quality people don't understand he's got a lot of quality um, I've seen him really I've seen him really run a show. Um, in, what game did was I watching? I think it was Newcastle at home. He really ran the game in that game. Um, so he can run the show. Um, the only problem is we can't... I think people don't think it's possible. I think we could get rid of uh, Ozil this season. Well, because the key thing is his salary. So what we could say to a, a club, we're not going to take a fee from you. You can just have him and just pay him these wages. And that will be the equivalent of what the salary would be. So... Normally, you'll try and get like 20 million salary for, for a player. But um, if you say that you'll, we'll, we'll give, him, give him away to you for free, but you have to pay him his salary, then you can do it that way. Because so, he has to leave. The culture will not change if Ozil is still in the team. That's my personal opinion. Would, would you um, keep Maitland Mouse? If you could, no, if you could get good, good money for him, would you, would you cash uh, in? I, 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 I think it's good to... Um, so the youngsters I'll keep in the team is Joe Willett. I'll keep Joe Willock, not because I think um, he's particularly great, but I don't think we've given him enough of a chance. I think, I think we've only given him a 20 minutes here or there, but we haven't given him enough of a, a, a chance. We were knocked out of Europe quite early. We, were, we, were, we, haven't, we didn't do well in the League Cups, so he didn't have much of an opportunity to, um, to, to, have, to play. So um, I'll keep Joe Willock, Saka, um, obviously Martinelli. Reese Nelson, I, th- I thought this season was his season to prove himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe because um, the season hasn't really panned out the way it has maybe next season we give him half the season if he's not doing well then we sell him on we have to be ruthless as well if you look at um, Klopp you look at Pep in, in building their teams they were ruthless they got rid of players that they, they didn't feel made the cut and I think that's where um, Arteta will, this is why I keep on saying Arteta who he gets rid of shows me the type of manager that he is and I think that was Emery's biggest fault because unlike John I don't think Emery was particularly a shit manager. Let me tell you what Emery's problem was. Emery had... No, let me tell you what Emery's problem was. <laughs> go get him started. Go, 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 go Emery's problem was he had, a philo- he had a philosophy and he didn't stick to it. He wanted to play out from the back, yeah? But he realised shortly after the first few games that he lost his first two games 
and he didn't have the, the personnel to play the way he wanted to. So he adjusted his um, style to kind of fit the players that he had. And it just went downhill from there. The great managers basically say, this is my system. You're going you're gonna to run with my system. If you look at Kante, um, Conte, he, t- he said that, okay, I'm coming into Chelsea. Um, let's try and they've been relatively successful with this system. He, he tried it their way. It didn't work. He went for it to his back three and they won the bloody league. You have to be strong in your mindset when you're a manager. And that was um, Emre's problem. And it was just a downward curve from there. And, you know, if you look at, look at the way we, we played under Emery, there were some... People say the games were trash. It was trash in the second season. But in the first season, we played some really good football at some points. So I think Emery just didn't have... Because can you remember that game we played against Chelsea? I always tell my brother, he was at Stamford Bridge that game. We completely dominated Chelsea that game. And we were playing the way Emery wanted us to play, from the back. And we were drawing Chelsea out. And we, um, we had so many chances and we didn't put it away. I, can't really, I don't know if you guys remember the game well, but we didn't put it away. And mm. that's the way he wanted us to play. And because of that, he said, I've lost my first two games. This cannot be my tenure. And he went away from his philosophy and that was Emery's problem. But yeah, okay. that's, that's all I've got to say. That's so just remind us... Just remind us of your players that you're bringing in just quickly. I didn't actually name any players, you know. I just <laughs> said the value of the players. But I just said um, Eduardo for um, Lacazette. Yeah. Partey as a swap deal. Um, I said, um, I, I named a lot of players that need to go. But I said ten, centre-back. Um, I will, I'll def- sorry, I'll, um, for the defender, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, um, I haven't seen Mari enough, but I think he would be a good shout as a cheap defender that could with a lot of upside because I can see the level that he's played that is good. We will, bear in mind, we're going to have Saliba as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think David Luiz in a back two is a clown, but I think in a back three, he's, he's, he's really good. So I think if we're going to keep David Luiz, we should have him playing alongside Saliba so Saliba can learn his craft in a back three. That would be my personal opinion. Mm. John, you want to jump in? Uh... Yeah, I agree. Uh, definitely, definitely, party and um, the Celtic striker Edward. If mm. if we can get them for reasonable reasonable prices and ship out like I said, um, defensively wise, if you are going to bring someone in, I would maybe look at the Lille, the Brazilian Lille centre back. You could probably pick him up for thirty, forty million. What's his uh, name? Um, uh, oh, that Brazilian guy. Yeah, he's a good shot. Yeah, he, he just looks like a, a mean bastard. Like, and he ain't had that type of centre back in a while. Like, and mm. yeah, I, I, I would, I would take a punt on him. And I think with with Saliba coming back, I think yeah, the main problem as well, right back. And yeah, I think Bellerin is, he's had his time. Whether this Cedric Suarez can do anything in the Arsenal team I ain't got a clue because I'll be honest with you I don't remember this guy at all from Southampton's team that's how you know John that's I have I've watched Southampton on many occasions this guy has never stood out to me this was a he was signed as a favour to someone he must have been that's exactly it that's for the agent obviously I've seen play a couple times he's not that bad he's alright yeah but he's average he's alright he's not Arsenal quality yeah but to be to be fair, we need right right backs playing in right backs positions, not like makeshift players. Like make make the like everybody blames him when he makes, but it's not his position. 
You know what I mean? Pay people in their own... Their Richard, right. stop, 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 stop. Stop, stop, stop. No, 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 no. Then I started thinking about Saka, and then I feel you got to adapt. If you, you want to get into play for Arsenal, if you want to play for Arsenal, if you get that opportunity, and Robbie says it on Arsenal fan TV. All yeah, the time. All you want to adapt. If, listen, you can't say you want to play midfield, yeah? If you get that opportunity to play for Arsenal, and they're telling you to play right back, you just got to right back. It's just like it's just like Trent. Trent, he's a midfielder. He's a midfielder, and then he? now he, he, he's mastered his craft, and he's a, a good right back. Uh, he's a good attacking right back. Mm. You know what I mean? His defending's a bit suspect. But yeah, but still, people will class him as one of the best um, right backs in the in the league, in the world. You could argue. Yeah, it's true. I think he is the best right back in the league. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, Sam, do you want to hit us up? What are you thinking? You I don't know any players. I don't know how good Thomas Partey is. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've heard these players. I don't watch football as much as I did back in the day. Mm. Um, so I only go with Prem players. I'd sell Aubameyang. Okay. Um, so I feel like, again, going to Theo's point about the culture of the team, I think as, as much as he brings goals and a bit of character, I feel like he's, in recent weeks, actually months now where he's been a bit hit and miss about staying at the club. And kind of the aura that brings. One sec. Oh. Um, also, um, um, what's, what else is there? Sorry, someone walked in. So you'd sell Uber, sell Aubameyang? I'd sell Aubameyang for 50 mil. Yeah. I'd make priority to either sign Cantwell in, in the order of priority. The least will be Cartwell. So if you can't get Grealish or Madison, mm. I'm torn between Grealish or Madison, but I mostly go for Grealish. How much are you um, spending? How much are you willing to spend? I'd say you could get Grealish for 40 million. Good 40 mil. Unless I Man U doesn't come in and I spend think unless, unless they go down and every other team, every other top team's got an attacking midfielder in that position, there's no way I, you're getting it for 40 I mil. No way. It's English, man. It's the club's valuation. I think the I think a good, at least 60. At least 60, mate. Easily. Even 60. I'd spend 60 on... That's what I'm saying. No, but Cartwell... Mm-hmm. I'd say... That's why I say if you can't get Grealish or Madison, then you look at a Cartwell and you spend the 40 million for Cartwell. That's why okay. I said in that order of priority, you would yeah, yeah. go Madison, Madison... I'd say... Madison and Grealish will be an like a, a bidding war between top teams and you'll be looking at 60, 70 million. So 40 million on a Cartwell... And he would fit straight into the team. Um, you'd be looking at centre backs. I don't know any quality centre backs other than Van Dijk. Um, Kulabali. I, 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 I don't. Rate, I don't know. Like play. And he's not done anything that I'd say values him as a 60, 70 million pound defender. He's a class he's, defender. He's, been like, he's got all he's the attributes. He's got all the attributes. He's a beast. He's quick along the ground. He's decent technically. He's a good defender. It's just a bit too late in the day in regards to his age. But one, two, two, I feel like there is, and I've seen him playing. This is what I'm saying it's difficult for me because I don't watch a lot of the football that I used to watch. So I can't really judge him. But what I have seen is I wasn't really, he's a good defender, but I wasn't impressed to say that, oh, wow, this guy's 60, 70 million pounds. Like when you watch Van Dyke, I can look at Van Dyke and say, Joe, you know what? The guy can ping a ball. He's physical. He leads from the back. He can pass. 
he's technically gifted, he can tackle. You know, you're looking at that's the seventy million pound plus player. When I, I look at Kulabali, I don't see that. Would it, would it, would it with Van Dijk? It's it's the calmness that he, he, yeah, around it. It just looks everybody just looks calm and chill mm. defending. It's not nothing erratic. You know what I mean? Mustafi will do. Like, I'm, I don't want to even attack Mustafi, but feel free, feel free, feel free. He he will do a short pass, and then you just think, like, what yeah. you know what I mean? And it's there's no confidence at the back. Mm. But um, have any of you seen um, this Axel Axel Diassi? Or I think he's from one of these French teams. Oh yeah, yeah I, I, I saw them. He, look, he looks him. quite physical, but yeah. he. he a bit he of a late a bloomer. He's a, a bit of a late bloomer. He, he's 22. He's only had like one, um, well, one full season. season. Yeah. I think you know what you guys saying. It's Sam, about a 15, point, 15 million euro for him. Sorry, I said going back to yeah. Sam's point. Where where we're at? Where we're at? We can't um, expect to sign the the top top def- um, players anymore. We got. Mm. We can only really sign the up and coming players now. Um, if we're if we're talking about our budget, we're only talking about up and coming players. Like mm, I think, yeah. I think maybe the board have said that for defenders, they probably said uh, um, they do it like fantasy football. For defenders, mm. the most you can have is forty million. Mm. Um, for um, attacking players, the most you can have is 60, 70 million. Probably that's mm. how Arsenal um, board work. But I think we've got Saliba coming in. David mm. Lewis is is, is 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 not the answer, but he he is a valuable asset to have in the um the squad. I do think he adds um um good qualities to, yeah. um, you know, in terms of developing other players and mindset as well. I think yeah, he's good for the squad. He's good for the squad. He's good for the squad. Um, so having for next season, if we have David Lewis, Mari, and Saliba, and maybe this the aspect kid come in, mm. then and these the, young these young kids can develop under under the, the stewardship of um the yeah. So mm. that, that that might be the way we have to go in terms of defenders. Well, I, yeah. I agree with Theo. I don't think we necessarily need to spend 20, 30 million on the centre back when you've got Saliba coming in. Yeah. David Louise, I'd, I'd push up to midfield. Chambers may not be brilliant, but when he was playing, oh, I, yeah. think he, I think for the six, seven games he did play, he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've still got Rob Holding if he can stay fit. Bellerin right back is still a good right back. You don't really need to waste money there when you're talking about mm. the, 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 the. I, I think his legs are gone. I think. Yeah. I, would, I think. I think. Do you know the reason why I said we should sell Bellerin? I think mm. we where, where we've been poor in the past and cashing in on assets. I think yes. Bellerin has still got yeah, value to him right saying. now. Mm. You know, that's, that's why I, I said mean, we still get like. I mean, a, this, you know. Go on, sorry, go on. Go on. I decided to say anything. Oh no! Oh, sorry, John. Sorry. Why was it say is that it's the it's the return on investment? Who would you bring in? And if thing goes back for. Who would Max you bring? Aaron. I was just about to say, and you're bringing Who? me right on, Richard. Ah, Thank Aaron. you to my yeah, list. Max Aaron, yeah. Is that is that the Norwich right back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring yeah. him in straight away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know who else I'm bringing in, Sam? Sorry, I'm, I'm going onto my list. I might as well get in there, innit? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you're, you're bringing in the right back from Norwich. You're bringing in the centre back from Leeds, Ben White. Ray, uh, he's got very a bad good. Player. Yeah, he was good, good against player. us. Yeah, I would sell a Bamiang. I'm sorry, he's too old. We need yeah. to we need to be better at selling our assets where they're high. Yeah, yeah. sell a Bamiang. Mm. You use some of that money to well, you use all of that money to go and get Partey. Yeah, mm. 
Um, for me, you're getting rid you of Maitland Niles, Holding, Collar. Huh? Do you keep? Or do you I'm say? Oh. Another, I'm giving Lacquer another season. I'm giving Lacquer okay, another okay. season. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay, getting rid of Bellerin, Holding, Kolasinac, Xhaka, Socrates, Maitland Niles. They can all go. See you later. Yeah. All right. <laughs> With some of that money, I'm gonna go and get the Jimenez, um, Jimenez from Wolves. Yeah, okay. I think we need that type of striker. Oh, I like him. I like him. Yeah. I like him. That's not mm-hmm. a bad shot. Mm. Yeah, target man number nine, technically decent, still mobile. Mm. He can do a job. And then mm. my 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 dream buy is you go and spend 60, 70 million on Coutinho. Bring him in. Get rid of Ozil. Whatever you want to do with Ozil, send him on loan. Do whatever you want to do with him. Bring it. No, that's not a bad. To be honest, it's not a bad shot. Because mm. you know what, Jimenez is scoring all these goals in a Wolves team. I'm not saying they're like a counter-attacking team. Mm. So, I think I'll be honest with you. Wolves team, though, is, is brilliant yeah, when you look at the players. Do you know what? But why, why are they brilliant? Because they, they got like Jota and this Adama Traore, yeah? They're mm. beasts on the wing. And they, they got good, like... They, they, they put the ball on the plate for Jimenez. So they're delivering to shots. You know what I mean? I don't feel like our one players... We don't have we don't have enough delivery for our strikers because with Lacazette, the only thing I feel like he should be more of the fox in the block rather than in dropping. Mm. He should be getting on the end of things like in That's one thing I, I don't think in suits our style, but he's good at getting on the end of things. Mm. You know what I mean? If you play the ball in the box, he will get on the end of things. So I think Jimenez is a good shout for. Yeah, uh, for and, and on that point about wingers. I feel like if you're looking at all the good teams in Europe now, they have devastating wingers. There's not mm. a top team that doesn't have at least one devastating winger. Bayern That's was true. running that thing for how long? Ribery yeah. and Robin on the flanks. Yeah. Look at Liverpool. <laughs> Salah and Mane, devastating, bro. You look yeah. at City, they interchange their, their wingers yeah. all the time. You see it, and they're all deadly. And you come to us. We Up until last season, we had no wingers. This is what I was saying about Unai, John. I was saying to you that can you blame him when he inherited two number nines and two number tens and no wingers? I can still blame him because he went he went out and spent seventy two million on Pepe when you could have got and it was proven. Was that him though? Was that him? Yeah, he wanted Pepe. He wanted Zaha. He He wanted Zaha. yeah, he could have got he could have got Ziyech, who Chelsea just signed for twenty five million at the time. Yeah, yeah that's a bargain. A, and then yeah. he could invest True. that money that he used on Pepe in someone who we really fucking needed, which yeah. was like a defender or a central midfielder at the time. But he, he went a cheap route there. Oh, quick, quick, quick question, yeah. yeah. Quick, quick question. Is, Sorry, it's well as well. Yeah, Pepe's got more upside than Ziyech, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's. Is Ishmael Assar, would you have got him in as a cheaper option? So you spent 72 million. Huh? I would have taken based on that game against us. He fucking tore us a hole in that game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With, against I him, I would have took him based on that. Can I be honest? The reason why I'd take Pepe is because yeah. I think he has got a lot of upside, more than Saar, more than Zayic. And it's yeah. a statement as well, boys. We don't make yeah, these yeah. statements in the transfer window a lot. True. You know, a lot of top teams wanted Pepe. Pepe and yeah, I know what you're saying, but these players, when they come, they've hit the ground running. And the the worst the worst manager in the world to have someone pep like Pepe come was fucking Emery. 
he's the worst manager to play under for, for someone like Pepe, for what he does to the team and what he brings to the team. I agree, uh, I agree with that. I think, think, think bringing Pepe in, in on top of Bellerin. You don't want him back there defending. You want him uh, up the pitch where he can do the damage. And, and sure. Emery, you put it into him that he's got to, he's got to always be back there. So yeah, every yeah. time he got the ball, that's why he was having to beat players, four or five players around him, because he was so right. far away from goal. Right, that's just a waste of talent. He's, he's yeah. undoubtedly talent, talented, like, but oh, it's just a waste. Oh. I think, in my opinion, in today's football, it irritates me because, one, I think um, Pepe... I don't like Pepe. I think he's a one-track-minded player or one-trick pony. And he's only got one foot. If you're at Robin standard, I'd let you off. <laughs> but he's not at Robin standard. So he, he, he's got the potential to be at Robin. Yeah. Robin, Robin at Chelsea was 22... And the guy was destroyed. I don't know why I chose to Different era, bro. Different era. Similar player, player, one-footed, didn't use his right, and literally dominated it. Dominated at Bayern, dominated at Chelsea, dominated wherever he went. Whereas Pepe at the moment, Pepe at Arsenal, he shifts on his left, and you know what he's going to do. I could be in the stand. I don't even need to watch the game. If I know that he's starting, I know what he's going to do. But you know what, Sam? The difference is, yeah... When Robben's doing it, he's got a wing-back, zip him past him, take him one mm. player away. What was happening with Pepe is that he was getting no overlap. I don't know if you've seen this. That was a yeah. feature of our system. No overlap mm. from the right-back. And then Ozil would bring players with him as well. And then you get someone like Guendouzi, who would carry the ball over to his side of the pitch, passing the ball while bringing in all the crowd as well. He right. needs 1v1 scenarios to beat his man and do devastation. That's what he's about. But I think, and he would do that. But I think... This is... I think... Sorry. I think go on, go on, go on, John. Because what, what my brother always says is that if you look at Mane and Salah, they're always in one-on-one situations, always with the last defender. Pepe's never in those situations. Yeah. So how do we get... How do we set up situations where Pepe is in one-on-one with the last, um, the last defender? This is the oh, issue. Rich. Yeah, but then the next question is, have you realised, it's just like Cristiano Ronaldo, Sterling, yeah, they've been more effective as wingers running in behind. To do, if, you take, if you look at early Cristiano Ronaldo, he mm. was always trying to do this dribbling business. His game changed and it was, he wasn't interested in dribbling against anybody. He was just getting in behind people and he was just effective in the box. So we need Pepe to be in scenarios where he's not dribbling. We're playing mm. the ball behind the defender. He's running onto it and he's at the byline and he's crossing the balls in. You know what I mean? Or he's getting to the end of things. Because if you see when Pepe's been effective, he's been running into the box and mm. then he's getting them tappings. You know what I mean? So we've got to find a way of his scenarios where he's having to dribble all the time. Mm. He just needs that support because... They're always going to double up on Pepe because they know one v one. He's going to he's going to skin players. You know what I mean? So at, I at think, the moment, I don't think that the, the, the system suited to, to Pepe's game. Agreed. And following on from Richard's point, and in the sense of him not being as dynamic, it's like we can always turn around and say, "Oh, he's never in a one to one." But as a player playing the top level of football, I'd expect him to kind of go, oh, "I'm not in that one to one situation." Either 
I answer the question, how can I put myself in that one-to-one -one situation? Or how do I change my game to improve the team rather than me being in that situation? Is it me, again, like uh, Richard said, get, making that run to getting behind? Is it that I, I retain possession, recycle play if I can't go forward? Or is it, is it that I beat the first man and I release the ball? I don't see them questions being asked. I've seen him beat the first man. Instead of taking the first-hand cross, which he has done and he can do, he'll come back on his left. He'll go on his right. He'll go on his left. He'll make the wrong decision. And the thing is this, it isn't about, like, like I said earlier, the ability of a player to play at that top standard will always be at a high level. And the point I wanted to make was um, you get judged on not your ability because I think to play at that level, you have to have some sort of ability. You can't be playing yeah. Prem, La Liga, Serie A, and be full-out crap. You know, yeah. you have to have some sort of ability. It's your consistency. And I think the problem with Arsenal is that level of consistency of performance. And when, like um, Richard said, when um, Pepe's doing the right thing, which is, I'm going to be direct, I'm going to cut in on my left, I'm going to have a shot. Or mm. I'm going to go on the outside, I'm going to use my right foot for a change because I never bloody mm. use it, get the dust, get the cobwebs <laughs> off and play across, you know? Or I'm going to try and beat the front Sam, man. I would argue, sorry to interrupt, that don't well, you think he should be given that leeway of one, it being his first season playing at this level of football? Yeah. One, you, would, you would argue, you would agree? Yeah, and the other caveat, the other caveat you've got to throw in there is that he's probably come to an Arsenal team and squad that is at its worst in mm. over 20 years, bro. Mm. When he arrived, it was all types of madness going on. Mm. We didn't have no set formation. Unai didn't know what he was doing. We'd just lost in Baku. We'd just bottled the Champions League through the... the the Premier League, yeah, the squad was all over the gaff, and then you expect uh, him to come one and be the savior. Yeah, I would. Sorry, so, sorry, Sam. Before I forget my player, but to go uh, to to conclude with the Pepe thing, we've got we, we can't judge him on this season. It's his first season at Arsenal. Let's not forget he's had three managers. So he's had he's had Unai Emery, then he's had Lundberg. Now he's having um, uh, what's his name, Mikel Arteta. Mm different managers telling him to do three different things yeah and you've got to think yeah that with um with pepe he's been in and out of the team so there must have been a reason why certain managers weren't picking him and i don't know if it was because of his dis defensive side of the game that's why he wasn't getting in the team because people were saying he was can i chime in there rich yeah, can i be honest do you know what i think it is i think he is a little bit of a, a liability defensive wise but what yeah. you would find is even when I think Lundberg took over, if Ozil was in the team, Pepe was out of the team. Because you can't yeah. carry the both of them. Yeah, as, 100%. As with, mm. It can't be. Because they're For both sure. liabilities defensively, you know? Sure. But I don't think that's Pepe's fault. I know you can't judge Pepe on this season because it hasn't even been a full season. Like We don't mm. know what he would have done in the last eight or games. Exactly. You know, the team's performance was picking up as well so Pepe might have got three four goals might, might have might even have, have, have played rubbish but we can never know and this is first season mm. I just feel like next season he has to really pull up his socks and say can I be di more dynamic in my play 
And again, it could be a confidence thing in the sense of I'm just going to keep reverting to what I know best, which is beat a player. Mm. I think, and... you know what it is? I think, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Sam. I no, think, go on. You know what it is with Pepe? I think he's come from the French League and he's basically had the luxury to do whatever he wants. Let's just mm. be honest. Yeah, he's just an offensive player. The defenders do the defending. But when you come into the um, English League, it's kind of instilled upon you that you can't be lazy. Everybody mm. has to chip mm. in and so on and so forth. So, He's caught between a rock and a hard place because he's thinking, I can be, I'm most effective when I kind of do my own thing up front. But I don't mm. want to be seen as the person who's not pulling my weight, you know? And then on top of that, if he did revert to his old ways of, you know, I'm an offensive player, you have to have end product. You have to be productive. Mm. And in the first few weeks, he wasn't scoring goals. So he has to follow the, um, the orders of the manager. And if the mm. manager's saying that you have to track back, you have to track back. So he's further and further away from the goal, further and further away from being able to score goals. So mm. I think, um, and, you know, that's where we, I think we were touching upon initially. If you can have him playing in a, a, a position where the expectation is that or you can insulate him in a way where he doesn't have to track back as much, play him in a number 10 role or whatever, I don't know, or a second striker, then that way, um, you know, he, you will see more, more things coming out of him. Because mm. I definitely think when it comes to the final third, he, he, he's got the prowess. He scored like 20-odd goals in, um, for Lille. Mm. Some of the goals that he scored um, this season for Arsenal, he's been in the box and he's got on the end of things. So he's got the goals scoring ability. Maybe we need to do a four-four-two and have him as a second striker. Yeah, I wouldn't you know what to add to his goal yeah. threat. Sorry, Sam. He's no very problem, good from set pieces. People are sleeping on the fact that his corners, free <laughs> kicks are very, yeah. very good, and that's an, another um, string to our bow. You know, I think the guy's going to come good. We just got to give him a bit of time. Say again. The front three. He's been playing with a weak link as well because Lacazette has been a passenger in this in this season, last season, and he's. He's basically breaking up that front three. If Lacazette was firing and you had Pepe beside him and uh, Aubameyang beside him, that should be devastating. On it paper? On paper. But, but it's always been, always been a weak link in the middle and you, you, you can't have that. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you, John. It goes back to that point of not having Ramsey in the team to kind of allow Lacazette to push on. You have that kind of diamond where you can get Lacquer in the box, a Bamyang left, Pepe right, and then you've got the link. But I must admit, there has been times where we, where I wouldn't say we've had that. There's been an option to pass inside a recycled play, and Pepe's chosen the wrong decision. Now, I think he just, I agree with what everyone's Sam, saying. Sam, I'll be honest with you. He has been more that, even, I just feel like even, it's, too, it's just too easy readable. But even Mohamed Salah, even Mohamed Salah, bro, you look at the way he plays. And a lot of the time, he makes bad decisions. Mm. Like he was hearing about conversations about Mane was getting pissed off at him because yeah, was. he wasn't receiving the ball. But he's still effective. He still gets goals, bro. Do you understand where I'm coming mm. from? As a winger, you're not going to win every 1v1 battle that you go into. Give Arteta give our time with him and I guarantee he'll bring him on. Arteta yeah. was one of the main reasons why Raheem Sterling, Sterling turned yeah. into yeah. a fast player. He even said that uh, he's come out. Even De Bruyne has come out and said Arteta moved his game on. So give him, mm. give him time with Arteta. He'll, he'll come good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm quite optimistic about next season. I think if we get rid of a really? Yang, he's a space, frees up space for Pepe. You know, you get rid of Laka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that Yaya Sonogo 2.0 Eddie Nakea at the team. You know, and you have Martinelli there. And you put players in who are willing to play for the team, 
I say Martinelli and um, so, and so before you answer your question, before you ask my question that I haven't asked yet, Sam, um, give us your one standout player for next season, the player that's going to be the main guy for us or the player that's going to come through the ranks and be a star for us. Who do you reckon that's going to be? You're going to be shocked if he stays, Mohamed Elneny. All right, let's move on quickly, please. Um, Richard, <laughs> you don't even get to explain yourself, Sam. You don't even. You wasted your chance. Mohamed El Nenny in the bin. All right, Mohamed El Nenny or Xhaka on a, on a consistency basis of who would make less mistakes playing that holding mid -row, midfield role? El Nenny's got nothing, bro. He's got nothing. He's got nothing. Sorry, I'm he's sorry. Got nothing, uh, Sam. He's got nothing. I'm uh, sorry. Sam, I'll give you an opportunity to change your, 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 your choice. Would you like to change it? I, I'm stick with it. Right, stick with it. Cool. Next. Rich, please help us out. Bring some sanity back. Uh, one standout player. Oh, uh, what? Next for, season. For next season? Mm. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. Um, I feel that. Pepe is going to. I think Pepe is going to be the man. I think he's going to be the man next season. For all the the, the, the obviously the reasons we've mentioned as previous. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Another shout for midfield though. You know the Kelvin Phillips for Leeds. I think he's oh, another. He's a player. Ah, yeah. He's a he's player. another. This is what I'm trying to say. I think there's championship players that we need to be getting them before they get into the Premier League. It's just like the Madisons and all of this. Yeah. He's that Kelvin Phillips. I think I think he's a very good player. Like, it's it, do you know the thing about him? He can tackle. He's good at picking the ball up from the back four. You know what I mean? He's a very very tidy player, and he can yeah. tackle, and he keeps yeah. the game ticking. I feel yeah. that's the only thing that's missed missed him from um, Terreira's game because I felt like you know um, they were trying to get Jacker to do it, but Jacker kept him on the ball. Yeah, but we just need that player. We need that defensive midfielder that's good at picking the ball up from the back and then he can just distribute the play. We need and a deep line like, playmaker, innit? We yeah, need a Sats Fabregas. Pretty much. Pretty much that can Mohamed El Nene. Theo, help us, please, please, please. I'm saying Pepe as well. I think Pepe's going to come okay. good next year. I think he's going to come good next year. And mm. if we keep Mari, I think Mari alongside... Saliba and um, um, Louis. and um, David Luiz will be a, a, a much better. But well, I'm not going to say world class, but I will say that there will be a lot more tight unit. We have to go to a back three. Uh, John, should I say stand up player? Uh, Who are you going with? If we if we keep him and sign him to a contract, I say Saka. I think he's oh, yeah. just going to go on. I think he's going to go on the next level. He's going to be another Gnabry. You watch him. You give him a chance, he'll go. Okay. But um, other than that, as well, if you give him, if you give him the time and the minutes on the pitch, I think Martinelli. I think he'll. That's my shout. Yeah. I think he'll do it. Yeah. Saka, delivery is so good. It's so good for such a young player. Saka. Yeah, Saka. He puts the ball on the money. Like even that cross for Inketia against Everton, it was on the money. All all the passes that he seems to do for a young player is just brilliant. So yeah, he's a he's a very good player. But my shout is so go rich. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is like these young players they usually are saying that they shouldn't be getting in the team like that. 
Wait, you know what? I'm going to contradict myself then as you're pull, pulling it up. I'm going to say Martinelli because I think if you look at the ability of the kid yeah. and the amount of goals he scored and the amount of games he's played, he's yeah. due to be one of the best teenagers in the game. That would yeah. be my shout. Um, boys, talk to me. I've got a dash. Are you guys staying on? I'm going to dash. I'm going to dash as well, mate. No worries, yeah. man. Good talking to you. Yeah, boys, I might do something next week. If you're yeah. interested, a different topic, I'll let you know in it in the group. Oh, just a quick one. Yeah, all Seems good. Better than layman. Ah, uh, we didn't even get to that, innit? Leave that for next week, innit? <laughs> <laughs> all right, no worries, man. You Thank probably say Jabianski. All right, boys, take it easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Cool. Right, Bye, man. Man.